Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Robson Civil. With over 60 years of leading civil constructions experience, visit robsoncivilprojects.com.au. BJ Howes Metal Land. The coast's tradies' choice for tools, steel, gas. Visit bjhowes.com.au. Welcome to Saturdays on the Coast. Yeah, good morning. We're live from Gosford Sailing Club and it's looking beautiful here. Some light winds and uh, gorgeous sunshine on this back deck. What a fantastic venue. We're at Terrigal Surf Club last week, thanks to them. And we're heading back to Terrigal Surf Club next weekend. They've got their big ocean swim. And uh, this morning, though, it does not get much better. Beautiful and calm, just a light breeze. And alongside me, uh, one of my great mates, also former New South Wales and Australian Rugby League rep, nowadays with Oztag, Michael Butner. Good morning. Steve-O, a very, very good morning to you and to the listeners. What a, uh, what a spectacular day. How hey, good is it? Butes, where have you been? Mate, it's good to be back, I've got to tell you. We, <laughs> we've been missing each other. It's like a bit of a tag radio, Yeah, so ships in the night. Yes, passing, sailing by each other. But we're back, mate, and it's good to get the band back together. I've uh, been taking my son down to soccer. He's had a bit of success down there, and uh, you've been... Doing your bit as well up at the uh, surf, the Aussie titles. Yeah, that's they call it, the surf life-saving Aussie titles. Yeah, it was fantastic up there on the Gold Coast, yeah. and we spoke a lot about it last week, particularly with some of the uh, Terrigal legends. Uh, Hayden Smith joined us, Paul Lamont, and a young guy who we featured last night on MBN Television, Ryan Green, who had one of the best wins you've ever seen in the under-19 board race. Butes, uh, I guess you're looking forward to. It's already begun. It started Thursday night, mm. but a, a long weekend of. Anzac tradition and incredible sport right across the nation. I think it's one of those uh, weekends where all the codes do it so well, um, where they commemorate and celebrate um, and recognise the Anzacs and what it means. But, you know, obviously Monday is going to be the big day and it's, you know, there's no bigger game. And, uh, you know, there's when I think of my playing career, I would have loved to have played in that uh, Roosters-Dragons game. Uh, and, and they get to do it at the SCG. I have no doubt there'll be thirty-five to 40,000 people there, if not more. Uh, and, you know, AFL do it uh, just as well, if not better. Uh, and the crowd will be enormous. So, uh, yeah, it's a great weekend. And, um, yeah, you know, it's obviously a little bit sad and all those things and emotional, but... Uh, something that, you know, we need to pay our respects to and, and for. Yeah, absolutely. I feel like the Melbourne Storm do it well. They'll take on the Warriors. Warriors yeah. That'll be a fantastic night game on, on Monday as well. We'll talk more about the footy. I'm bitterly disappointed on this Saturday morning. Uh, my team have lost again. Yep. Uh, you know, Buttes, they had a chance to be 3-0, and but they weren't quite good enough. Now we're just staring down the barrel. It's a horrible place to be. We're 1-6. and six. So we'll talk more about that as the show unfolds. Right now, though, a team that is absolutely flying, the Central Coast Mariners. What a win across the ditch last week against the Phoenix. It was their first home game. They had a huge crowd there, but Nick Montgomery's men spoiled the party with a 4-0 win. Monty, good morning, mate. Welcome to the show. Morning, guys. How are you? 
Yeah, well, well, uh, congratulations on last week, first of all. And wow, it's Derby Day. And I bet you can't wait to take on the Jets later on tonight. How's the week been after the 4-0 win? Yeah, fantastic result in Wellington. Never easy going there. We were the first team to, to go across the across the uh, across the border when the, when the borders open. So yeah, look, it was all set for you know, a big party for Wellington, twenty thousand fans, and and for a lot of uh, the young Mariners boys, it was their first time overseas to play a game. So look, everything was against us, but we came away with a with a four 0 win and three points. So you know, really, really happy with that performance. And yeah, this week's been good. Everybody's buoyant, and yeah, we're going into tonight's game um, against the Jets full of confidence. Yeah, if anyone missed the game, so Benny Ancalolo scores in the 26th minute, Jason Cummings in the 62nd, Maresh in the 65th, and Matt Hatch uh, in stoppage time. But it could have been more buttes. I'm not sure if you saw the match, but I mean, I never really saw it coming. I was hoping that we'd win. It was a critical match and just superb by the Mariners. I guess the big thing, Monty, and probably the most pleasing thing for you and a challenge, I guess, from a coaching perspective was the previous loss to Sydney FC, uh, which was a, you know, a bit of a shock. But to have been able to turn that around the way you did, what was the key to that, mate? Yeah, look, the Sydney game was a bit of a blip. Every, every team's had one of them. And, and when we look back on the game, and, and, and yeah, obviously on the night it was disappointing, but when you look back on the game, we had every start in our favour, possession, passes, shots on goal. Um, but what we didn't have on the night is, is that clinical edge that, that Sydney had and you know, Lafondra had one of his games where everything hit went in and that's why he's a marquee player in the, in the competition. And, and for Sydney, you know, he, uh, yeah, he had one of them nights, but obviously you know, for us it was a case of you know, it's uh, three points dropped. Um, you know, the performance wasn't our best. We didn't start as well as we normally do. Um, but we, we knocked it on the head and, and then we went to Wanderers on, on the Wednesday. Um, again, on the back end of a, a, what I feel is a crazy VAR decision to send Lewis Miller off. And with 10 men, we came back from 2-0 down. And, and mm. I think we should have won that game as well. So, look, that, that was a massive, massive uh, test of character. And then, yeah, moving into the Wellington game, we, you know, we knew we had to go there and get three points. And I thought it was a professional performance that, Apart from the first 20 minutes, we had to weather the storm, which is normal. You know, it was a big homecoming, big crowd, and and yeah, once we settled, I thought we uh, we controlled the game, and and we had more chances to to score more goals in the second half. But main thing is three points, and and we move forward to today's game against the Jets. Hey Nick, uh, just speaking of Lewis Miller, now when I saw that, I thought this is unbelievable. Uh, huge <laughs> controversy. It was a yellow at first. VAR intervenes, and then suddenly sent off. Now. He has fought the law, and Lewis Miller has won, and that means he's back in tonight. Is that correct? Yeah, so uh, you thought it was a yellow. I didn't, even, I didn't even think it was a free kick, to be honest. <laughs> Steve, watching the game live, I, I couldn't believe he'd even blown a free kick. You know, when you have possession of the ball and someone comes in to try and win it off you and kicks the bottom of your foot, then that's just unlucky. But, I mean, to send him off was, was outrageous, and... Again, just, you know, with, with half the game to go, it was, uh, yeah, again, you know, we've been on the back end of some, some outrageous decisions this season and especially VAR decisions. But, look, we did the right thing. We appealed it and, and, and we, you know, it went from two games to one game. So, Lewis is back in the squad for today, which is good. And I think it's, yeah, we missed him in Wellington, you know, but Stormroo came in and, and put in a fantastic performance. So, that's what you want as a coach. Yeah, uh, Butes, I know you've got the next question, but I heard Nick's press conference yesterday and a couple of numbers. The Mariners have had one defeat in their last 10, mm. which is incredible. Uh, 100 appearances so far for under 23 players. So if, as, if our mandate at the Central Coast Mariners is to develop players and then 
send them overseas if possible. Yep. They've certainly done that, and uh, congratulations to them. By the way, the Ledger, 18 wins apiece in the derby, 18 draws. Wow. There's not a more even derby, I don't think, in world football. It doesn't get any closer. And I guess, Monty, uh, as we get to the the back end of this season now, uh, these three points become even more vital because you look at where Adelaide United are. They're on 34 points. They're sitting in fourth position. Wellington on 33, MacArthur 32, Sydney FC 31, and the Central Coast Mariners are currently on 30 points. So, you know, one or two wins, and you've got a couple of games in hand, can certainly make all the difference uh, in terms of where you finish on the competition table. Yeah, look, every game's important. And, and like you said, then, the, you know, the game's in hand. Yeah, we've it's good to have games in hand, but you need to get the points. So, look, for us, it, it's a case of just taking each game as it comes. We've got four big games to go. And starting tonight, yeah, you know, we've, we've, we, the destiny's in our hands. Um, but you know, we just got to keep performing. Don't don't worry about anybody else. And and yeah, I think like you say, we we put ourselves in a good position now. We've just got to keep going. I tell you, Butes, this is almost unheard of. Sydney FC mathematically could go out the back door. I mm. mean, they're already sitting in seventh, and they've played two more games than the Mariners. Nick, could you give us your analysis of this Jets side? Who are the danger men tonight? And uh, what are your thoughts of the way they've been travelling uh, so far this season? They're one behind us on the ladder. It's eighth versus ninth as we stand at the moment. Yeah, look, they they you know they recruited. They spent a lot of money in the off season. You know, they invested in in a couple of visa boys in Mikkel Tadzi and, and Pena. And I think again, they're they're two very dangerous players. Pena, you know, if you give him time and space, he's got a good left foot. But any player, you know, any good player, you give him time and space, he's going to punish you. So. Yeah, of course, that's, that's two players that we'll be wary, wary of. But as a team, they like to play attacking football. We like to play attacking football. So, look, it's got every, everything to be an, an, an exciting game. But, you know, they've got to look at our, our team and look at you in there. You know, Maresh, Jason Cummins, Benny Nicololo, Nikolai Muller. Um, so, yeah, look, we've, uh, we've got plenty of players that can, that can damage teams as well. So, uh, you know, we always concentrate on ourselves. And, yeah, of course, we give respect to every opposition we play against. But tonight, it's about us going there and we're going to go there and, and, and give everything we can to get three points. Yeah, I think the result against the Phoenix, that's been coming for some time, mm. Buttes, with the uh, attacking prowess we've got in the, in the final third. Hey, I've got a listener question here for you, Nick, and it's, uh, it's from a guy we like to call the bald badger. And he says, ask <laughs> Nick what it was like to be interviewed by a guy dressed in pink riding a stationary bike recently. <laughs> Yeah, that that was uh, definitely the experience. Um, yeah, uh, never never had that before. But um, not. Mick Morley's a good guy, and yeah, he was doing it for charity. But yeah, it was, uh, it was a little bit of a sweaty mess, and yeah, it was uh, definitely uh, an experience I'll never forget. Yeah, actually, that should be on his business card: a sweaty mess. Um, <laughs> Mick Morley. Hey, uh, just before we finish, mate, I'd like to get your thoughts on this because this has probably captured the world's imagination. Uh, Adam back at headquarters. Has got some audio from the Liverpool versus Manchester United match. Let's roll this in. just beautiful but it's mm. tragic and sad at the same time Nick so of course Cristiano Ronaldo and his partner Georgina losing their son 
Uh, they had twins, so their baby girl is, is alive and well, which is beautiful news. But that's the, the minute of applause in the seventh minute where Liverpool fans were holding up Ronaldo shirts and then they started to sing You'll Never Walk Alone. And, Nick, that's probably one of the great moments in world football. Yeah, look, for sure. Tra- tragic news for, for Cristiano and his family. And, look, to be honest, it hit home with me and my wife because we had twin girls and we had a pregnancy with twins where we were told that one of them was really struggling. And, fortunately, you know, we, they, they both came out healthy. But, yeah, tra- tragic news. But, look, football is football. The fans are passionate. But, you know, they, they, they respect in, in, in with the fans all over the world, especially for a player like Cristiano Ronaldo. Was, yeah, it was a special moment. And I know, I know his family and, and himself took, took that to heart. So, yeah, it was a beautiful moment. I think of what it did show, it just transcends, you know, forget the jersey, forget um, who you're playing with or against or whatever it is. Those fans just showed 100% pure respect and love for a guy who I guess is, you know, ultimately one of the best players to ever play the game. Uh, and it was it goes across, doesn't matter what jersey you're wearing, they just showed their empathy, their love and their affection and all those things. You know, I, yeah, I, I think it's fantastic that, you know, they would so supportive and, you know, express themselves the way they did. And, Michael, you look like you've got a, a tear in your eye mm. at the moment because it's just so devastating. For oh, horrendous. Horrendous to think that that's how it played out. But, you know what, again, I, I just think about what those fans did and how they were able to uplift him and, you know, show their respect. Yeah. Amazing. Nick, uh, one final question for you before you go this morning, mate. Uh, I know you spoke to the press yesterday about Derby Day and even what it meant to you when you were back as a player. So... Do you have to say much tonight? Is Matty Simon in the room? Do you roll in a video from John Hutchinson? What happens tonight before kickoff at 7.45? Yeah, look, the boys know how important this game is, you know, and not just a derby, but what you can't do is, is get too crowded away with the emotion. We went there start of the season and, and, and got three points, so we'll be going there with the same mindset today. It doesn't matter who we're playing, but, yeah, it's an extra, it's an extra bit of spice for the fans and, and look at the stats you talked about earlier. That's, that's that's crazy, you know. And I think now's the time for a little tipping point, and hopefully we can tip it in in our favour. Yeah, beautiful, mate. Thanks for your time this morning. Uh, good luck in the derby tonight against the Newcastle Jets. Thanks, guys. Take care. Nick Montgomery joining us. We thank him for his mm. time. Uh, gee, I tell you, he's made himself available in 2022. Oh, every week he's made himself available, and you know what? It's great to see him being so supportive to us. Uh, and it's great to see the, the success the Mariners are having at the moment. I think it's he's done a great job there, I've got to say. When you think about, uh, and I think what's starting to come through now is that number of games those young kids are having, it is starting to build and starting to create this culture within that club that success is just around the corner. And, you know, I'm looking forward to what they can do at the back end of this season. I'm looking forward to what... 2023 offers. Yeah, it's a good point you raised too, Buttes, because I feel for a while there, there was almost like a losing mentality and that mm-hmm. a, a gallant performance was good enough. Kind of a little bit like my team at the moment, the Bulldogs. <laughs> but they're developing the Central Coast Mariners a winning philosophy. Yeah. And right. it, it kind of started 12 months ago and it's it's gone to another level this year. I'll tell you who I do love. I love Allo Qual's little brother. Yeah. Garang. Wow, what a, what a little cameo late last week. You know, you touched on there, it started 12 months ago. I think it started three or four years ago when Monty was heading up the academy. That's where it all started. He created this culture within the junior ranks. And now that he's been elevated to that top job, it has just flowed through. And, and what it does show is that if you get the stuff right down at the bottom level, 
it will it will eventually flow up and, and you know give you the success you need at that top level. Like some of the best best clubs in the world. Mate, look at Penrith uh, right now. It's, it's a next man up philosophy. 100%. Look at Penrith, look at Storm. They develop their players. They bring them through. There's no fluke. And uh, you know what? He's done a fabulous job, Nick. Hey, let's go to our first break. Uh, the open line number, McDonald Jones Homes open line number, 1300 42 1533. Text line 0477 736 736. We'd love to hear from you. We'll talk some motorsport in a moment with Lightning Luke oh, yeah. King. And coming up, Nico Hines, the superstar, local boy, but starring with the Cronulla Sharks at the moment, who won on Thursday night. A uh, bit of a game of two halves against the Manly Sea Eagles. Sure was. Nico coming up at 9.45. Saturdays on the coast on SEN. Robson Civil. With over 60 years of leading civil constructions experience, visit robsoncivilprojects.com.au. BJ Howes Metal Land. The coast's tradies' choice for tools, steel, gas. Visit bjhowes.com.au. You're listening to Saturdays on the Coast. Yeah, good morning. We're live at uh, Gosford Sailing Club, and thanks to Grant Robson for lining this up. Grant Robson from Robson Civil mm-hmm. Projects, and it's just glorious. I, I think the wind has dropped slightly on this Anzac long weekend, and on this back deck, it is just beautiful. Butes, I've had a meal upstairs. We had our MBN TV Christmas party upstairs. Yes. Uh, skeleton staff, of course, but uh, it was beautiful. Uh, five-star chef upstairs, and... You, you wouldn't get a better view on the coast, would you? Mate, look at the water. Like, it's that pristine at the moment. It's glassy. Yeah. It's like you could actually... I reckon you could probably go out there and walk all over it, yeah. to be honest with you. Absolutely. Uh, Robson Civil Projects, with over 60 years of experience, uh, leading in civil construction, of course. Uh, visit robsoncivilprojects.com.au. Uh, the NBL, at the moment, I see the Sydney Kings. They host the Illawarra Hawks Uh at 3 o'clock tomorrow, Melbourne United, they're on top of the table, mm-hmm. and they will take on the Jack Jumpers from Tasmania later on today. You can catch all that action on ESPN with KO. And don't forget, of course, the McDonald Jones Homes open line. If you've got some thoughts on the footy so far this round, including the man that you love from the Cronulla Sharks, 1300 42 1533. 1300 42 1533. What's his name? Nico. Oh, no, no. The, the sound. Metallica. Oh, Metallica. Wow, what a performance that was. I, I, seriously, I cannot wait to talk to Nico. That was probably. I, I can't recall a centre having a better 40 minutes of rugby league in all the time that I've been watching the game. There may have been... Uh, that's that, huge, Buttes. There may have been a time where Mal Meninga scored five tries in one game, I think, as a centre. I, I can't believe the other night they compared Talakai with Mal Meninga and they said Talakai is more agile. Yeah, well... <laughs> You're yeah. talking about Mal Meninga. Yeah, yeah, correct. But you know what? His stats were something along the lines of 202 metres. This is in 40, 40 minutes. 202 metres, two tries, three try assists, um, three line breaks and six tackle breaks. Like, it was just phenomenal. No, like, not a great night for Morgan Harper, though, oh, uh, coming mate. back from COVID. And, and Butes, it's a huge statement from you because you played against some of the best centres of, of all time. Mate, I, I seriously cannot recall, uh, you know, anyone, any centre putting up a performance. Like that. It's like he had spiders all over him and it was, <laughs> don't go near him. Uh, let's get to our next guest who's been waiting patiently on the line up in Brisbane and it's Lightning Luke King who's going to join us and talk about the TCR Australia series and also mm. the Formula One because we're back in business this weekend. When I was driving home from Queensland, I heard Lightning Luke King pick the winner for the Melbourne Formula One Charles Grand Prix. Leclerc. Good morning, mate. Great to have you back on the show. 
Good morning, boys. Thank you. I, uh, I've got a bit of a crackly line here at the moment, but I, I got most of that. And uh, thank you for the props on the, uh, the pick of the winner for the, for the Grand Prix. I'll, uh, I'll take all the credit for that. Hey, how did qualifying go overnight? I saw when I went to bed, Daniel Ricciardo was top 10 in qualifying. But what happened after that? Yeah, it was actually one of the most hectic qualifying sessions we've seen in a long time. It was plagued by red flags. I've got five written down on my page here. So uh, for people who don't know, a red flag means that they stop the qualifying session because there's something that's happened out on track. So we had Alex Albon had a brake failure. Carlos Sainz in the second Ferrari um, had an off and uh, crashed into the wall. Kevin Magnussen spun and caused a red flag but did a very good job to get the car back on track. Uh, Valtteri Bottas' Alfa Romeo shut down and then Lando Norris spun to, uh, to end the, the qualifying session. So uh, it was uh, quite hectic. The, the rain came in uh, and, and obviously made that quite a challenge for, for the drivers. And um, there was a few guys just uh, running out onto the painted lines, which is an extremely slippery part of the circuit. And that was causing most of the dramas um, for the cars. So... Um, yeah, Max Verstappen ended up uh, getting into uh, P1 for a spoiler alert for those out there, um, and Charles Leclerc is next to him on the on the second row. Oh, sorry, on the front row. So it's uh, it's definitely going to be a battle of those two again for uh, the Italian Grand Prix. Yeah, because listening to the analysis last night, it sounded like it was going to be Ferrari by the length of the straight. So are you surprised by Verstappen? I, I'm not surprised because of the way that the qualifying session was shook out, shaken up by the, the rain. So Ferrari would have been dominant in the dry. And I like Lando Norris, who qualified third, even said that uh, you know had it have not been wet, McLaren probably might not have made the 10. So um, that puts Danny Rick up into to P6. But I think he could have actually done a, a little bit better. Uh, it was just the the timing of these red flags of to when you get a lap in and all that sort of stuff that kind of uh, held him back. Um, but I think that the biggest standout for me, uh, and they're calling them the white Ferraris, is the uh, the half of Kevin Magnussen, uh, <laughs> yes. who's going to be starting out of P4 for, for tomorrow's uh, sprint race, which is going to be uh, really, really good for that team. And how's, it, how's the race, how do you think it's going to play out, Luke? Um you know, obviously weather's going to dictate uh, a lot of the outcome, but um, are we going to see someone come from behind or, you know, any shocks in terms of, you know, Lewis Hamilton, where's he going to, how's he going to be faring? Yeah, I think it's, like you say, Butes, it's going to depend on the weather um, because the, the qualifying from last night has kind of shaken up the grid. You've got Mercedes, uh, you've got Hamilton starting back in P15, George Russell, mm. P11. Um, you know, you've got some really quick guys that are out of position there. So if it does dry up, I think you can expect to see a lot of passing happening, uh, a lot of strategy going on. We've seen some really exciting Grand Prix uh, at the Emilia-Romagna circuit over the last couple of years since we returned to Imola. Um, so I'd be watching out for that. But if it does rain, um, you know, that half of Kevin Magnussen, he's, he's a brilliant driver. And if, if he can keep it on the black stuff and half can, you know, rally around him and, and give him a good car for, for tomorrow's sprint race, we might actually see him on pole for the Grand Prix. 
Hey, mm. Luke, you've got to tell us about your new team in TCR Australia. You raced last week. You're inside the top 10, but then finished, was it 15th or 16th? But firstly, congratulations and tell us all about the new team you're racing for in 2022. Yeah, it's, um, it's all come around quite late, Steve, as you know. Um, where We were relying on some sponsors to come back to us early in the year and timing just wasn't lining up. But uh, we've got Maotai back on board as our major partner and we've also welcomed ZipPay, um, who are you know, quite a well-known brand here in Australia, um, a buy-now-pay-later um, service for, for people who are needing help with their, their cash flow, which... I certainly could have used with uh, with my racing back in the early days. So it's um, it's it's a really great package that we've put together. We're we're driving our Hyundai i30N now, which actually won the Australian Championship and the World Championship back in 2019. So mm. it's a good package. Um, the car's owned by Michael King, so it's a it's a private team. So we've kind of gone away from the the big team of you know factory Audi and all that sort of stuff. So we, we should have a, a bit more control um, and, and be able to be a bit more flexible with, with how we do things. And um, I think uh, it's going to be a really exciting year for us running a, a smaller team um, and trying to bring them to the front of the grid. So I'm really pumped about it. Yeah, Luke, I'd like to talk more because uh, there's also been a great result for the Central Coast in go-karting in the last week. I don't want to throw you under the bus in case you're not too sure about it, but it's a young man by the name of Toby Spence who's still in high school, teenager, but he had a great win down in South Australia. This weekend he's racing in Victoria, and we're hoping to get his dad Lee Spence on next week uh, because it's where a lot of the great drivers start in go-karting. Luca, thank you so much for your time. Give our love to Liz, your beautiful partner, and we'll talk soon. Will do, mate. Thank you, and a big shout-out to all the Anzacs out there. Um, I've got a lot of family and friends who are in the armed forces, so, uh, yeah, shout-out to all the Anzacs. Yeah, well said, well mate. Said, Luke. Good on you, buddy. Uh, this is Saturdays on the Coast. Uh, Nico Hines is coming up soon. Looking forward to that. And also a young lady who's off to the World Under-20 Track and Field Championships in Cali, Colombia. Katie Gunn will join us at around about 10.30 this morning. She'll compete in the long jump. Saturdays on the Coast on SEN. Robson Civil. With over 60 years of leading civil constructions experience, visit robsoncivilprojects.com.au. BJ Howes Metal Land. The coast's tradies' choice for tools, steel, gas. Visit bjhowes.com.au. You're listening to Saturdays on the Coast. Yeah, welcome back. We're live at Gosford Sailing Club, and I was just talking to John, who's working on his etchel on this Saturday morning. He's from England, actually played rugby union, but he's a big Manly Sea Eagles fan. And John says to me, Butes, yeah, you know, fantastic win for Cronulla the other night. But yep. he said the commentators said very little about the fight back by Manly. 34-22 is the full-time score. I said earlier it was a tale of two halves. But really, the Sea Eagles get close to almost making it a one-try game late in the match. I, I think what you do as a Manly supporter is you look at that. You, you, you erase that first 40 minutes. And you look at the second 40, because this was on the back of four wins for the Sea Eagles. Going into this game, you know, you'd be thinking that they'd be extremely confident. So I think Des summed it up. He just said, look, you know, we just missed the boat in that first 40 minutes. And after that, they did come back and they did do well. And they, you know, knuckled down, which is what you want from a coach. You want your players to go, you know what, it's, we're not going to lose this second half. And we're not going to embarrass ourselves. So all credit to Manly, the way they, they went about that process. Um, I think... 
Fitzy would be a little bit disappointed with the Sharks and the way that they let themselves slip and, and concede as many points as they did in the second half. But again, that first half performance from the Sharks is you know as good as you'll see any side. But- this year. I'll tell you who showed some real fighting qualities for me, and that's Kieran Foran. I thought he really put his hand up, the former Kiwi international, former Kiwi captain. Yep. And uh, But he wasn't alone, so great fight back by Manly, but the Sharks, wow, what a first 40. In fact, after you said to me a moment ago about Sisifa Talakai, there are reports, I mean, this has transcended just rugby league. Uh, stars from every code in Australia have posted comments about that performance in the first 40 minutes. I'm not surprised. Like, he was an absolute beast. And he, you know what? It's actually been building. Like, you've seen his form at the start of the year. And again, you, you've got to give some credit to Craig Fitzgibbon and the job that he's done by identifying and, and giving this guy the ability to, you know, play the way he does. Like, he's a, he's a steamroller when he's got the ball, but he's got that skill and speed and agility. And wow, like he's a handful. Yeah, absolutely. Hey, the McDonald Jones open line. McDonald Jones Homes, we love those guys. And uh, of course, the number 1300 421533. Uh, McDonald Jones Homes, get your dream home started today. Okay, so Mick Morley, a problem with the line, but one of the reasons I want to get Mick on yeah. is last weekend he raised thousands of dollars for charity. Of course, you know, last year he did Dancing with the Stars, mm-hmm. the Central Coast edition, and he has been a colossus in terms of raising money for charity. So uh, real pat on the back for him. Uh, huge Mariners fan. He's the one that was on the on the bike interviewing Nick Montgomery. That's yes. ra- raising money for charity during the pink round. So... Well done to one of our great mates, Mick Morley. Yeah, yeah, and he's a regular on the show. He's always texting in, telling, telling us how much he loves the show and <laughs> what have you. But, yeah, you know what? It's it's amazing, you know, so many people uh, are so giving with their time and, you know, trying to make a difference in, in other people's lives. And Mick's one of those people. who, And, you know what? Hats off to him. It's a shame we couldn't get him, but hopefully we can get him at some stage. Yeah, ab- absolutely, Buttes. Uh, sounds like we've got him now on the McDonald Jones Homes open line. Uh, Mick, good morning, mate. We're just talking about the incredible charity event you held last week where you raised thousands. Tell us more. Yeah, g'day, boys. Good to uh, talk to you again and just let Butch know that I've, I've got over him calling me a serial pester the other couple of weeks ago, so I'm, I'm not holding any grudges with him, mate, at all, as well. <laughs> no, you're a good serial pest, mate. That's a good thing about it, mate. You've got a very kind heart. Yeah. Unlike you're old right, mate buddy. Peter you're Leach. Right, no. <laughs> no, it was good, mate. Yeah, it's same. I've done it. It's about the seventh year that I've uh, that I've had it, uh, Steve-O. And um, yeah, it was good. It was uh, the, all the funds went to Joe Perricone's Dancing with the Stars this year. And uh, yeah, about forty guys turned up to have a kick and a few beers and a sausage sandwich, mate. And we raised um, raised a couple of uh, a couple of thousand dollars, mate, which was great. Yeah, and this all stems off the back of you doing Central Coast Dancing with the Stars last year, but also uh, cancer's affected you directly, my friend? Yeah, yeah, of course, mate. Yeah, um, my brother, as you know, last, last year passed away just before Stars, and, and now his um, wife, believe it or not, has got, um, has got mouth cancer and, and not looking good either, mate. So, mate, it's just it's out there, and it sort of helps to drive it, mate, but I love doing it anyway, as you know, and, and, and I think you spoke with Monty. I, they, they dressed me all in pink last week and stuck me, stuck me on a uh, stationary bike for an hour and a half to, to raise funds <laughs> in the pre-match function at the Mariners game. 
Yeah, and uh, credit too to your beautiful wife Dawn, who's kind of the backbone of the operation as well. Uh, you mentioned the name Joe Perricone. Can you tell us more about him? Joe's, yep, Joe's uh, t- uh, taken up the challenge this year as, as we both did last year, Steve-O, and uh, we're actually heading down to Sydney and in about an hour's time to have a harbour cruise, um, looking to hopefully raise around about $10,000 tonight um, down on the harbour for uh, Dancing with the Stars for the Central Coast and go in, goes, into, goes into Joe's funds, yeah. Yeah, fantastic, mate. So that means you will actually miss the derby. Would that be the first one you miss in recent memory? Yeah, 100%. Well, I spent the last derby with you uh, sheltering in the SEN box when the uh, basically it was the tornado was there, if you, could, if you remember correctly. Yeah, that's right. And uh, Jacob Farrell scored on debut and the Mariners winners uh, 2-1 in the end. Yes. Hey, mate, yes. uh, thanks so much for calling yes. in. Great, great to have you back on the show. Uh, speaking of Central Coast Dancing with the Stars, in the second hour we'll have a good friend of ours, Dave Chaffer, is coming on. He's got a comedy night tonight at North Entrance Surf yes. Club, so we'll find out more about that. But yes. in the meantime, great yes. to have you yes. on the show, mate, and happy Anzac weekend. Yep, no worries, and go to the Mariners tonight. I know, I know Monty will. I know what he was like on uh, a Derby Day, mate, and those boys will be firing. Yeah, yep. Mick Morley joining us on the McDonald Jones Homes open line, 1300 42 15 33. Have your say. Do you agree with Buttes? Is it the best 40 minutes of footy that you've seen from Sasifa Talakai? Are you a Bulldogs fan like myself? Are you bitterly disappointed on this Saturday morning? And I've got to say, Buttes, I. I, I hate it, but the drums will be beating. Oh. Pressure's going to come on Trent Barrett big time. I know we weren't expected to win last night, but now we're 1-6. and six. Our season's pretty much over, unless we can get some kind of roll happening. But we've got the Roosters next. Look, the hard part is, Steve, I've got to say, I don't see any glimmer of hope. I don't see, you know, players there that are, you know, whether they're, coming through or whether they've got the ability to actually compete against well, some of the other teams. Well, there was a young boy last night in the centres who was on debut who had a superb game. Yep. Uh, probably their issue, Buttes, is the fact they just can't score. Like, I, I knew last night they'd have to score over 20 because the Broncos have got some points in them. Correct. You know, and they, they score a bunch of tries late. In the end, the Broncos run away winners in the match, 34-14, to 14, and look like they maybe could have scored late in the match as well. Mate, uh, you know what? It, Adam that, Reynolds... Uh, that's why you pay the big bucks. 100%. And at 55 minutes, they're ahead by eight points or whatever it is. Then everything just falls apart for the Bulldogs. And you know what? Again, they're left wondering as to what they're going to do. Yeah, we need to go to a break. Nico Hines is next. It's Saturdays on the Coast on on SEN. Robson Civil. With over 60 years of leading civil constructions experience, visit robsoncivilprojects.com.au. BJ Howes Metal Land. The coast's tradies' choice for tools, steel, gas. Visit bjhowes.com.au. You're listening to Saturdays on the Coast. Yeah, good morning. We're live from Gosford Sailing Club and it is absolutely beautiful on this long weekend Saturday and great to be with you. I hope you're enjoying the weekend so far. Don't forget the McDonald Jones Homes open line, 1300 42 15 33. Text line 0477 736 736. Well, it's almost time for a standing ovation. Mm, yeah. Central Coast player in the NRL who is absolutely starring. Uh, Premiership winner with the Melbourne Storm. Now he's at the Cronulla Sharks. He also played in the Indigenous All-Stars game earlier this this year. Nico Hines, good morning, mate. Uh, Welcome back to our show. And 
Butes has got the first question. Yeah, Nico, welcome back, mate, and uh, congratulations on what's been a fabulous start to the year, mate. I, I know that you've come to the club with high expectations, but I, I think you've really lived up to those and, and certainly guiding this side around the park. Yeah, good morning, fellas. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, it's been a um, decent start to the year for us. It was a, a good test last week going down to uh, Melbourne and taking the old mob on, but uh, I feel like we went with them for the, for the first 40 and unfortunately didn't get the chocolates, but backed it up against Manly on, on uh, Thursday night. So, yeah, it's what? been good so far. What I liked about that performance against the Storm was, and it was always going to be tough, but what it showed to me was that Cronulla are definitely going to be a force this year. Um, you certainly went toe-to-toe with them at various stages throughout that game. And, you know, obviously Melbourne are, are going to be there or thereabouts when it comes to, you know, the top four. Um, but it convinced me last night that the Sharks aren't going to lose two games in a row that often this year. Yeah, for sure. And I think we made a big thing this year that we wanted to um, you know, challenge the, the big clubs and the top four teams from last year and um, going down to Melbourne was a, a massive test and I felt like we'd done that for the, about 50 minutes but um, mm. you know, we just needed to, to play for 80 and um, you know, if you've got to be going to be beating the Melbourne Storm you need to play for 80 because they're always uh, in the game for the 80 minutes and uh, always showing up for each other so uh, we t- took a lot of lessons out of that um, and yeah, we don't want to uh, too often go back-to-back losses, so uh, it was good that we put a, a solid performance on. Obviously, we still didn't play for the full 80 again, but um, it was good that we had that first 40. We just need to just keep um, taking some lessons out of each week and, and just keep striving for that full 80-minute performance. Hey, Nico, Butes played against some of the greatest centres the game has ever seen, and he made a statement earlier today that that's the best 40 minutes from a centre that he's seen in his lifetime. It, it shows the magnitude of what Sasifa Talakai did on Thursday night. Yeah, for sure. It's unbelievable, isn't it? I just can't believe how um, strong he's going at the moment, to be honest. like he's, He trained in the middle or on the edge for us over the preseason, and then um, just through injury, we, we chucked him out. He's played centres uh, growing up a little bit, and I think when he first started in our career, but um, with us, he hasn't played there too often, and then he's just gone out there and just smashed it, and you know, when someone's um, hot like he is, he's got to give him the ball. Mate, you know, you know what I loved about the fact, and, and you just summed it, summed it up there perfectly, when someone's hot like that, you've got to give him the ball. What I've seen in the past where teams will, you know, have success down the left edge, and then they go away from it, and they don't go back there. Yeah. And I just, you know what, you guys just went, here it is, after the first minute, the seventh minute, the 15th minute, whatever it was, you just kept going left because he was hot, and it just showed that, you know what, Morgan Harper was having nightmares. Like, seriously, I just go, and I felt for him uh, being a centre and, you know, you just... And also coming back from COVID. Coming back from COVID, like, you know, he was struggling. But, my goodness, um, just that performance by Talakai was unbelievable. Mate, you know what, I, the thing I love about you guys and the way you play, you and Moylan have built a really good combination at the moment. Your tempo is so good. And you're not about necessarily going into the line really deep. But you are, you've got that width and your timing of your pass, mate, is it's actually really good to watch because, and it's those subtleties in your game that, are, that makes it so good to watch, that you, you give your outside men every chance to do what they need to do with the ball. They're the ones that have got the skill and you give them that chance. And you know what? It paid off the other night with Talakai and the performance he had. Yeah, that's right. I think... We've worked really hard on, on our combination, me and Moisa, and um, you know, that's all about the game plan. You, 
you got to know who you're coming up against, whether um, you know you dig right into the line and, and um, give the outside boys less time or whether you do have to play a little bit earlier and, and um, depends what the defensive systems are doing in the other team. So, um, yeah, I think we got that pretty spot on the other night. Um, had to play a little bit earlier because I know um, they're a bit passive on that, that right edge. So, um, yeah, it's just... It's just forming a little bit nicely for us at the moment. There's still plenty of hard work to be done. Um, but, yeah, happy days at the moment. Yeah, Nico, earlier in the show, Michael mentioned about the Anzac weekend and how he'd love to have played in the Roosters v St. George Illawarra. But for yourself, how did it feel on Thursday night with the last post playing and you're about to go up against the team that originally signed you? I think you played at Manly in NYC. How did that moment feel? <laughs> Yeah, it was good. I, I love the Anzac round. I was very lucky that I got to play on Anzac Day last year at the Melbourne Storm. They play the Warriors mm. every year down there, so I got to experience that, which was an unbelievable experience. And um, yeah, and getting to lead the boys out for the first time um, as captain on Thursday night on Anzac Day, oh, Anzac round, it's yeah, it's pretty special. And yeah, coming up against the, the team that I was with as a, a young fella um, made it a bit more special. But yeah, I, I love playing those sorts of games. I just love all the special rounds the NRL do. They're doing a really good with you know, Anzac Round, Women in League, Indigenous Round, and um, you know they're just really special to be a part of. We've got a few more minutes left, so I'll let Buttes go toe-to-toe. Yeah, mate, how have you found Fitzy? You know, he's in his first year as a head coach, he's obviously had a lot of experience and done uh, his apprenticeship under Trent Robinson. Um, how have you found his coaching style and his approach it appears to me that um, he's built up a very good rapport with the playing group. Yeah, he's he's been unreal. Um, he's obviously a very defensive orientated coach, and um, he's been a bit disappointed the past couple of weeks. We've let in a few tries, but um, something I didn't really, you know, think that he would have had was a real tactical um, side of him as well. And he, he's really good with um, with that sort of stuff in in attack and defence, more defence. But he does have some good tactics in attack as well, and. He just brought a culture to this club that everyone just wants to be a part of. You know, everyone's rocking up every day, working hard for each other, with a smile on their face, and just really enjoying our work at the moment. And, and he's just been a massive influence on that. And um, our leaders have jumped on board, and, and everyone's jumped on board, and just uh, really want to play for him. Yeah, and of course, uh, Clive Churchill, medalist with the Sydney Roosters. Butes, have you got one more quick one? Well, I've got one more quick one. I'm just going to say, you know, the Sharks are sitting pretty nicely at the moment on, th- you know, third spot on the table, ten points. Um, it's a nice spot to be, mate, um, heading into the long weekend. Yeah, that's right. And I think if you know you, someone told me that after seven rounds we'll be sitting in third uh, before the season kicked off, I would have took that for sure. And um, you know we're very lucky that we're there. We've worked really hard to, to get to this spot. But you know, in saying that, we can't get complacent and, and um, just be happy to be there. We've got to keep continuing to work hard. It's a long year, and um, yeah, there's still plenty more improvement to, to be done. Yeah, Nico, can't thank you enough, mate, for joining us on the long weekend. We saw you on the Matty Johns show recently, and you were fantastic there as well. And uh, great to see you leading the Sharks in 2022, mate. Enjoy the long weekend. Thanks, guys. You too. Nico Hines joining us, uh, one of our favourites, and uh, really appreciate his time on a long weekend. We're off to the news. Mm -hmm. We're back soon with a guy who's run 10 marathons in 10 days. We'll tell you more in a few moments on Saturdays on the Coast. Robson Civil. With over 60 years of leading civil constructions experience, visit robsoncivilprojects.com.au. BJ Howes Metal Land. The coast's tradies' choice for tools, steel, gas. Visit bjhowes.com.au. Welcome to Saturdays on the Coast. 
Yeah, good morning. Hope you're enjoying the long weekend so far. We're live from Gosford Sailing Club. And again, thanks to Grant Robson from Robson Civil Projects for lining this up. It is just glorious on this back deck on this Saturday morning. The McDonald Jones Homes open line, 1300 42 1533. By the way, get your dream McDonald Jones home started today. What a fantastic business they've been for such a long time. And on the McDonald Jones Homes open line, uh, it's the guy called the guru, Gary Birkinshaw. Oh. Good morning, mate. Where are you? G'day, gentlemen. How are you? I'm at uh, downtown Wagga Wagga today. It's a beautiful day down here. Lovely autumn day. So down visiting uh, the parents. So that's really good and uh, good show. Great interview with Nico Hines a minute ago. Yeah, and mate, uh, fantastic sporting area for both rugby league but also AFL. Will you mm. catch some sport in Wagga and also cricket, of course? Will you catch some sport there yeah. this weekend? Yeah, heading out to uh, to Narandra today to watch um, some uh, family play some AFL out at uh, Narandra and going to Coolum and a couple of country towns tomorrow. So, so I should be really looking forward to it. So it's a it's a great weekend. Oh, by the way, if you get the chance, look up a guy called John Lawton, who I went to school with uh, from Palm Beach, Corumbin <laughs> High Lordo. School. No, uh, Lordo is a legend. Uh, played for Queensland in AFL and uh, played with a team down there called Gammain Grong Grong Matong. <laughs> And uh, him and his brothers were superstars. I know, I do know them. And you know what? We're actually going to watch Graham Main Grong Grong Matong play tomorrow. The oh, dear, oh, dear, oh, so, dear. Yeah, well, you've got to find him. You've got to find him. Where do you get this stuff from, Steve? Where do you get it from? Uh, uh, did uh, I mention he went to Palm Beach, Corumbin? Yeah, of course. Hey, uh, Guru, you would have watched the uh, AFL last night. The Saints too good for GWS. Yeah, you got it. Yeah, mate, uh, they're pretty good, St Kilda. Giants put up a pretty good effort. It's really a do-or-die game for the Giants, though. Uh, one and four heading into the game, but um, they, uh, St Kilda you know, proved a bit too strong and they've had a good start to the year. Yeah, St Kilda running fourth at the moment. Mm. So, you know, w- when I was watching, I was flicking between the NRL and the AFL and the Giants right in that match. But again, it's a it's another gallant loss and now Leon Cameron under all sorts of pressure, Gary. Yeah, he certainly is. And I doubt that he'll be coaching there next year. I think that just the press conference that he had last week, it sort of, said, yeah, the club will make a decision what's best for me, and, and, and I'll do that as well. So I don't think he'll be there next year. And uh, you'll see the year out, but certainly under a bit of pressure at the moment. Um, and they're not playing real well either. Hey, Guru, you've become one of the best sports analysts in the country. What has caught your eye in the last week? Well, but the big thing that got me, um, and this one for, probably for Butch as well, is that uh, so Caelan Ponga signed his, his five-year deal with the, the Knights, which is fantastic for the Newcastle Knights. But... What pressure does that really put on Wayne Bennett and the Dolphins now in the importance of, of signing, say, Cameron Munster? Because you know, they're really lacking that superstar. And, and without a superstar player in that side, I, I think they'll really struggle early on. Yeah, that's a very yeah. good question. And you know what, Butes, uh, before you answer it, we spoke about the individ- individual brilliance of Sisi Fatalikai on Thursday night. But that's what we're seeing so far, in my opinion, in 2022. Munster last week was mind-blowing how yep. good he was. Yeah, I agree. He was. Uh, that's probably the best I've seen him play uh, in terms of his performance, and it was absolutely outstanding. Um, I think you're right, Gary, as to what it means for the the Dolphins, and they actually need some sort of marquee play. They've got, I think they've got the basis of, especially their forwards, because they've gone for a lot of the old heads. Bromwich Brothers. Bromwich Brothers, uh, Kafusi. Um, so you've got that, I believe you've got that core there that is going to be, going to bring some good values and culture to the club. But it's that marquee player. It's that, you know, they're looking for that halfback, that 
one spark that is or halfback or half five eight whatever it may be, or that fullback who is going to be one of that spine to be you know that big marquee signing. And, and I don't know, there's not too many out there that are available, and that's going to be a big big concern for you know, Wayne Bennett and the Dolphins. Yeah, absolutely, Guru. We need to leave it there, my friend, because we've got Alex Lee waiting patiently on the line. Enjoy your weekend. Are you on some kind of magical mystery tour? You're away next week as well. Yeah, yeah, no, I'm away. I'm going, going down to Melbourne, going to watch the beloved... Oh, I'm still in Morgan next week and the week after I'm going down to Melbourne watch the Mighty Tides run around. So. But I will be back. Famous last words. Hey, uh, great <laughs> I'll to have, be back. Great to, have you on, <laughs> great to have you on the McDonald Jones Homes open line. Gary Birkinshaw, the guru, joining us on this Saturday morning. Let's go straight to this guy who's been waiting patiently on hold... Wow, what a performance. The first recorded Australian to finish 10 consecutive marathons under four hours each. And then on the final day, on day 10, just for fun, he breaks the course record in Gloucester here in New South Wales. Alex Lee, good morning, mate. Congratulations and uh, what an unbelievable achievement. Morning, Steve. Thanks, thanks heaps. It was, uh, it was a lot of fun. I loved it. Yeah, now just tell us about the motivation. So you did this last year. Well, why in the world would you go and do it again? And were you doing it just for personal satisfaction or were you raising some kind of awareness for a charity? Yeah, well, last year I, um, I unintentionally broke, broke the record and finished the 10 marathons in 45 hours. And I thought to myself, you know, wonder what I could do with a bit more intention, a bit more planning and, and conditioning. So... Yeah, set myself a goal to finish every day under four hours, and um, yeah, I kind of surprised myself with uh, with with what I what I did. But you know, I think the motivation was really just to to push my own boundaries, see what my, what my potential is. But obviously, you know, in, in my in my full time life, I'm the CEO of, of the Glen Rehab, and you know, every day I, I wear I wear that shirt um, with the Glen, with our with our with our emu, and uh, on the front. Which kind of represents always forwards, never backwards. So, as a, as a challenge to you know always always improve. It's uh, an interesting challenge, Alex, that you've taken on. Like to, you know, to do one marathon is um, quite an achievement, but to do ten back to back is just phenomenal, mate. And you know, considering the times that you're doing them in as well, mate, that is just absolutely remarkable. Yeah, yeah, and I th- you know, at, at one point it was probably by day five and day six, you kind of get to a point where your body's fatigued, your m- my mind was just, you know, questioning why I was doing this and I was hurting. But um, you know, at, at the end, I just realised I enjoyed running and I actually let go of my goal in the middle of it and said, you know, Alex, you don't need to push yourself for bloody try and go sub four hours every day. And when I changed that mindset, I actually ended up going quicker. Yeah. I um, just went out there and just enjoyed what I do like I don't call myself a athlete or anything I'm just a hobby casual runner and um just went out to en- 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 enjoy the sunshine the last four days the weather was beautiful I just and then once I changed that mindset I just, I just flowed and got quicker yeah it is amazing so you say you don't see yourself as a runner but for our listeners who <laughs> love track and field and long distance running his final marathon this is after 10 days of mm. marathons Alex uh averages Four minute fifty five pace for forty two point eight five kilometers. Uh, by the way, one thing that Butte and I love is that every day you had a quote, and on the last day you had a Steve Jobs quote. Um, maybe you'd yep. like to share that with some of our listeners. 
Yeah, so it's a quote well, I share a lot with our team and, and I guess it's a personal one for life is, you know, ideas ideas are nothing unless you execute them. And so, you know, a lot of people have ideas and, um, you know, but turning them into reality takes a lot of planning and, and hard work and, and execution. So I think of that day 10 when I, you know, finished that run and reflected on the 10 days, I was like, wow, I, I, I executed the plan to you know, how, how I had it in my mind and yeah I just kind of soaked it up yeah and you talk about the struggles in these 10 marathons mm. so after day four your reflection is hashtag discipline and a little yeah. bit further down in your post you say that some weeks you run a half marathon every day or a double marathon yeah. on the weekend which has conditioned your body to get it to where it is today but then your quote is this discipline leads to habits habits lead to consistency consistency leads to growth mm-hmm. i mean these are mantras that all of our listeners and particularly young athletes should take on board yeah you know i think the um i think that's why i enjoyed the whole 10 10 days so much it was because you know i put in a lot of hard work over 12 months um you know when i mentioned you know, running a half marathon a day obviously there's no coach out there who kind of coaches for a 10 marathons in 10 days kind of thing and I just um yeah I just did what worked what worked for me and tried to figure it out and the discipline to just stick to a plan to run 100 and 120 k's a week and um you know I, I you know first 6 months was hard but it just became a habit you know, whether it was raining whether it was hot whether I had to do it alone whether it was at night I just 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 stick with it and I think with the you know discipline is my strength you know I always where I work at the Glen, we call ourselves a strength-based program. It's always trying to help help guys and men and, and people figure out what their strengths are. And I think I figured out my strength is just to, to follow a plan and be yeah. disciplined. And this is the result. Yeah, Butte, so you could relate because you do the burpee challenge every day of your life. Yeah, yeah. And it's interesting, you know, listening to what you're saying there about... And, you know, when I talk to people about... Um, you know, I, I've done 1,500-odd days of 100 burpees a day, right? And again, it's no big deal for me now, but it's a habit that I've created that has given yep. me strength and growth and, and what have you. But I, I think about, uh, when I talk to people about um, creating good habits, I always challenge them to just try 30 days of doing something for 10 minutes a day. And yep. that in itself... I would dare say 85 to 90% of them just can't do it, right? And that could be just reading a book. It could be uh, whatever it may be. It could be just something really minor and, and not overly significant, right? Certainly not running a marathon. Um, but, you know, challenging them to do that for 30 days, then that's how you create those good habits and, and that mindset. And, you know, to for you to have done that, um, over that six months, 12 months leading up to it. it. It's just amazing, mate. And you're right, the discipline thing is so important. Yeah. Alex, uh, just before we wind this up, could you tell us more about the Glen? Because the Glen for women is about to open in the Aramalong Valley, yep. which is, it is fantastic news for the Central Coast. A lot of hard work has gone in. Joe Coit has been involved in that. But what about the Glen? Yep. What does it mean to you? And, and tell us about some of the incredible achievements over the years. Wow, yeah, I mean, I've been in with, in the, with the Glen now for eight years and uh, I fell in love with it because of its purpose. You know, the Glen was set up to help reduce Indigenous incarceration and, you know, being, you know, provide an opportunity for, for people to heal. So being a 35-bed 
rehabilitation centre for men. You know, we're about to open a 20-bed centre for women. Um, you know, I think it's just it's, it's it's a pretty special place where it's built on a foundation of honesty, which which provides a holistic program of physical, mental, and spiritual health. Um, it's it, it's it's a place where I think if I had to summarise it, people find who they are, find their strengths, and um, I guess like what Michael just said, it's building new habits. You know, starting small. Um, you know, of creating these opportunities for people to find new habits, new hobbies, and 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 turn you know ideas into action. Yeah, Alex, uh, I tell you, it has been such a pleasure having you on the show. Yeah. You, you're getting a standing ovation from Michael Butner, <laughs> and tr- trust me, he doesn't stand often. No. Uh, people can't see what we do on the radio, but uh, I always stand <laughs> every single time, don't I, Butner? You certainly do, yeah. mate. You certainly do. When he says standing o, he actually stands. Yeah, well, but, well oh, done, no, Alex. I've seen, I've seen it plenty of times. <laughs> yeah, but, I, I should say on the air that the Glen have been my number one client since I started my business, yep. my public speaking business, because I work with the staff and the clients there because a lot of them have got to present and tell some stories about how they've changed their life. I've got to say, Alex, it's been an absolute pleasure to talk to you and also, you know, um, I can see why what you're doing at the Glen there, uh, the impact that you are having on these people uh, and, you know, you, you hear about, you know, the fish rots at the head. But, you know, a good leader is pretty apparent and that's clearly what you are, mate. So congratulations on, on everything you're doing. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you so much. And uh, thanks for inviting me on, Steve. Alex Lee joining mm. us, uh, Chief Executive Officer of the Glen at Chittaway. And uh, what an incredible performance. Ten marathons in ten days. You know, Butes, I've always said I wanted to run a marathon. I've never done it. I, I spoke to Georgia Miller uh, the Iron Woman superstar yep. Yep. Who, who's won three Australian Iron Woman titles. And she says she wants to run a marathon on the Gold Coast later this year. So that's on her bucket list. How about you? No, I've got no desire. Absolutely <laughs> no desire at all. You know what? It's one of those things where if I was, you know, ticking a box, yeah, I probably could do it, but I just have no desire. I'm not a big runner myself, so I have no desire. It's not one of those... You're a speed machine. I'm a speed machine, mate. Fast twitch fibres, Yeah, 19 past 10, we desperately have to get to a break. Uh, Coming up soon, Katie Gunn, young athlete from the Central Coast who's off to the World Under-20 Track and Field Championships in Colombia. Saturdays on the Coast on SEN. Robson Civil, with over 60 years of leading civil constructions experience. Visit robsoncivilprojects.com.au. BJ Howes Metal Land, the coast's tradies' choice for tools, steel, gas. Visit bjhowes.com.au. You're listening to Saturdays on the Coast. Yeah, good morning. I hope you're enjoying the long weekend. We're live from Gosford Sailing Club. Butte, I'm pumped. Uh, first round of Central Coast Rugby League this weekend. Yeah, so, it's good to be back, eh? Yeah, Woi Woi up against Erina. Uh, the entrance versus Tukli, the Mighty Hawks. Uh, Wyong versus your old team, the Colts. Mm-hmm. And Berkeley Vale, my local team. I love Berkeley Vale, the Panthers. They take on Terrigal this weekend. And, you know, it's been too long since we've had some local footy. It's good for them all to get back out there and have a bit of a run around, isn't it? Like, we've had, you know, the NRL stuff, the AFL, but, it's you know, the local stuff is what it's all about. And yeah. Great to get these guys back out there. Yeah, absolutely. So good luck to all the teams. It's first round of Central Coast mm. Rugby this weekend as well. I see the uh, the juggernaut that is Terrigal. The Trojans have a bye this weekend, but good luck to all the teams involved. Saw a lot of junior soccer or football when I was on my way here, so that's super exciting as well. Hey, uh, Buttes, uh, I did notice the NBA Finals this week, so Golden State lead the Nuggets 3-0. 
Looks mm. like they'll wipe them in that series. Dallas lead the Utah Jazz 2-1. Chicago and the reigning champions, Milwaukee, they're tied at one all. Game three is later on today. Philly, they look like sweeping Toronto. They lead that series 3-0. And what about this one? This is a bit of a surprise, really. Boston lead the Nets, the superstar Brooklyn Nets, mm. 2-0. Game three on Sunday. It's all happening in the NBA, eh? Who's your tip, Steve? <laughs> Who's your tip? Who's going to go through? Oh, look, it's too early to say. Uh, but, uh, you know, I love what Milwaukee did last year. But, yep. uh, you know, Chicago's had a fantastic year as well. Uh, Is let's... this the Chicago Bulls? Yeah. Wow. Okay. The Chicago Bulls. There is life. After Michael Jordan. Yeah. yeah. Uh, this afternoon, I'll be at the uh, Suncorp Super Netball. Swifts up against the Lightning at the Ken Rosewell Arena in Sydney. And a good friend of our show, Nerida Stewart, mm-hmm. she's down in South Australia with the men's netball, uh, along with uh, another great friend of ours, Rebecca Rodwell. Yep. And the New South Wales men are through to the grand final. I think you'll see this live on TV. They take on Victoria in the Men's Australian Netball Grand Final. That's worth a watch, isn't it? Like, you know, I remember talking to Narita about the, uh, the men's netball and yeah. you know how physical they are and you know, athletic. There's a goal shooter that would be a seven-footer. Yeah, right. Like, and they played against the women, uh, which is you know kind of a really good test to see where they're at. And uh, it's a different style of game. It's, I mean, the women are fantastic as it is, as we know, but yep. the men, they play a different style. And, and clearly now that they've got the men playing, it's something that they could push towards the Olympics now, I think. Yeah, 2032. And I, I think Rebecca Rodwell and Nerida Stewart are hoping to be on that junket oh, in, in, the, in the next decade. But, yeah, there's 100,000 men that play. Can you believe that? I cannot believe that. I, I find that f- uh, phenomenal that there's 100,000 men playing. Have you ever played? No, I haven't. No, I, I, you know, I've played basketball, and but I've never played netball as it, such. And, it's I, an awesome game to play. Yeah, I would imagine it would be. Yeah, a, you'd be too hyperactive, though, because you've got to <laughs> take, as soon as you catch it, you've got to stamp. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, now I think you might find that hard because you're a bit like Kramer the, out of Seinfeld. <laughs> <laughs> Could you imagine the pressure on the joints? Like, you know, trying to stop as quickly yeah. as they do and the bounding and jumping. Yeah, it's... Uh, I'm going to tune into that, Nepal. I want to see the men's final. Yeah, absolutely. And we've got some kids from the coast that are mm. part of it. In fact, they're some of the best players in Australia. Let's go to the McDonald Jones Homes open line, 1342-1533. Our producer back at headquarters tells us that Dave Chaffer is on the open line. Good morning, mate. How are you going? Oh, well, well, Chaffer. I do Chaffer. remember the days when I used to play netball also, indoor. Actually, you had to be taken to uh, Wyong Hospital with a... A split, uh, uh, I think, um, yeah, I had a split lip and uh, couldn't believe when I went to triage, they actually asked, uh, what were you doing? And I said I was playing netball and they just couldn't stop laughing. But anyway, that's another story. <laughs> yep. Hey, uh, Chaff, uh, you've got a big, f- big fundraising night tonight at North Entrance Surf Club. Yes, and it's all coming together really well. We were a little bit worried at the beginning, uh, especially with the weekend that we picked, uh, being a long weekend and also at the end of the school holidays. But it's starting to come together. Momentum. Yeah. So and, uh, it's com- comedy, comedy for a cause. Uh, tell us yeah. who's on the bill and what is the cause? Okay, it's for um, for Cancer Council for the Central Coast. Um, and uh, as you know, uh, Steve, uh, you actually won it last year. So I'm going to try <laughs> to match match you for this year. So it'd be very interesting. But what we've got as a lineup is uh, Peter Berner, uh, who's probably been on ABC a fair bit. Um, mm. He's the headliner. We've got um, Lauren Hughes, again a bit of a 
I think she's been home alone actor and a few other things. So uh, and Matt Wakefield. Um, so they're coming up, and uh, yeah, it should be a great night. Starting uh, the doors are opening up at six thirty, and uh, show starting at eight. Good on you, Chaff. It sounds like a lot of fun, mate. Um, I hear that uh, when it comes to dancing, my sources tell me that Fred Astaire has got nothing on you, mate. You are unbelievable. Yeah. Well, mate, it's only when you get the, the dance you want. What happened here was out of a, um, a draw. So I got the dance routine called Fusion. Started to panic. <laughs> did, did the Google search, as everyone does. The Google search showed up Bollywood. Um, so yeah, wasn't wasn't too uh, wasn't my uh, genre. Then Not anyway, in your yeah. genre, yeah, yeah right, room. okay. Hey, and also, also, Chef, you've had a couple of uh, devastating injuries, like in the last twelve months. How has that yeah, affected your right. preparation? Well, I must admit, the uh, being the old bloke, I didn't have much flexibility as it was. But uh, <laughs> it's even worse now with the um, uh, did the broken collarbone, so uh, that's still on the men. But gradually, just doing all the stretching, and hopefully, I can get the, into those positions that's required. Hey. By the, by the way, mate, so uh, there's tickets available at the door. That's a, a pretty important uh, thing to mention. So if someone wants to go see some comedy tonight, North Entrance Surf Club is the place to go, and you wouldn't find a, a better place in terms of mm. hospitality than North Entrance Surf Club. And, Chaff, uh, Butte and I, we've both gone down this path uh, trying yep. to raise money for charity and also yep. awareness yep. for Cancer Council, and uh, yep. every single person has been affected by this. But how about yourself? Yes. Yeah, I think we're really um, brought it all home when you actually brought it to my attention um, last year that uh, we had a bookkeeper who used to do all and, and uh, all the books for the Northampton Surf Club. Um, she was diagnosed with cancer and it really hit her very quickly to the extent that um, she's passed away end of last year. So it's very close to home. Um, and then as you as you said, Steve, there is when you start thinking about how many people we do know who have um, lost their, their lives to cancer. And it, uh, there's no age barrier. It uh, hits all ages. So it's um, a thing that uh, I thought, no, it's about time I set out, get outside the square and um, do my little bit. Yeah, good on you, mate. Mm-hmm. And wh- when is the night at the Laycock Street Theatre where you're dancing in front of probably yeah, about 500 people? The, uh, yeah, well, it's already been sold out. I, I even haven't even been able to get any tickets, believe it or not. Um, I'm on the waiting list to get friends in, but um, 13th of May is when it's on, um, and I think it's so popular, as you know, Steve. It's um, it's the one that people seem to look at, and even the previous dancers seem to follow it. Um, it forms a nice little community. Um, this Dancing with the Stars, and it's been going on now, I think, for about 13 years. Would that be a fair call, Steve? Yeah, and uh, gee, credit to Janie Maloney, Antoinette Dickinson, uh, and yes. there's too many more people to mention, but uh, Emma Pauley, who's been absolutely amazing with Dancing with the Stars, Chris King, mm. who's uh, heavily involved mm. as well. So, mate, uh, uh, I think it's yeah. another standing yeah, yeah, on on this uh, Saturday morning. Even Buttes is rising. I mean, that's two standing <laughs> O's from, from Buttes. It's unheard of. Good on you, Chaff. Uh, great to talk to great you, mate, mate, on the McDonald yeah. Jones Homes open line. And enjoy tonight Comedy for a Cause yeah. at North Entrance Surf Club. And thanks for your support, Steve. We're off to the news. Uh, back in just a moment with a young lady who's off to Columbia, Cali, Columbia, for the World Under-20 Track and Field Championships. Katie Gunn is next. 
on Saturdays on the coast. Robson Civil. With over 60 years of leading civil constructions experience, visit robsoncivilprojects.com.au. BJ Howes Metal Land. The coast's tradies' choice for tools, steel, gas. Visit bjhowes.com.au. You're listening to Saturdays on the Coast. Yeah, welcome back. We're live at Gosford Sailing Club and just loving our Saturday morning here. Thanks again to Gosford Sailing Club. Thanks to Robson Civil Projects. Grant Robson, in particular, uh, for lining this up. I tell you, Butes, we could do the show from here every Saturday. It is just gorgeous. It is stunning, I've got to say. Next week, by the way, we'll be at Terrigal for the big ocean swim. Mm -hmm. So that was postponed from a few weeks ago, and that'll be hugely popular uh, but uh, Gosford Sailing Club, thank you again from uh, all of us at SEN. Hey, Butes, this will be our third Whoa. standing O. Rolling standing O's on this Saturday morning, and it's for a young lady who's off to Columbia. Callie in Columbia for the World Under-20 Track and Field. Katie Gunn, good morning. Great to see you. Good morning. It's good to be here. So you, ha- you set numerous qualifiers for this, but it's finally been announced that you're on the team, and how did that make you feel? Yeah, so they announced the team out yesterday morning and it was just an absolute much of emotions. I was so happy. Um, Yeah, I worked so hard to get here and it's just finally a relief to be able to actually leave out one of my dreams. Yeah, so what's what's the pathway from here on? Yeah, so I've got a pre-departure camp in the Gold Coast um, end of May, so I'll be there about four days um, and then I leave to go to Miami end of July and then end of June I think and then I have a comp there in Miami and then we fly over to Columbia to hey, compete. How good does that sound Butte? So Miami, Florida for a pre-world oh. championship meet. Sign me up. I mean, Yeah, hey. absolutely. What do, you, what do you know about Cali, Columbia? What will the conditions be like there? I know they've got a, a fantastic athletic centre and they've, they've hosted uh, meets before but what are you expecting? Um, I think it's going to be nice warm weather. Um, uh, Miami, it's going to be similar to Miami, so that's where we're really going to go and climatise before we head over there. Yeah. Um, there's somebody else from the Central Coast that's made the team as well. Is that in a relay? Uh, I, yeah. I, I saw Matt Horsnell posted something, uh, so I might try to grab that. He put something on Facebook. So Yeah, yeah. That's, I actually sprint train with him. So Is it, is it Connor Bond? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, wow. I mean, just amazing. And what about your own chances? Uh, what kind of uh, expectations have you put on yourself? Um, it'd be absolutely great to make the final there, um, but I'm just going and having some fun, just taking in the whole experience of it all. Um, what sort of distance do you need to be jumping to get yourself you know, in that finals contention? Uh, I think around probably six, any between 6.30 to 6.50, 6.60, so. Yeah, right, okay. Are you, are you able to study the opposition? Like, and who are the favourites? Um, I haven't really had a look yet, um, but I've been checking the world rankings at the moment. I think I'm sitting sixth. Wow. Oh, that is awesome. Yeah. Is that wow. right? That uh, is amazing. Uh, I suppose... It depends on the mindset of athletes. Like you can sniff around buttes for data on other athletes or you just focus purely on what you need to do between now and then. So that's my question, Katie. Where do you need to improve? Um, yeah, so I'm just going to really finalise my technique, just absolutely perfect it all. And I think just 
getting that into the mental game, um, focusing on myself and what I need to do um, will really help me. Yeah, it, it sounds incredible. But for a while there, Matt Horsnell was telling me that you were jumping a fair way off the board. Uh, so, uh, you know, because you don't want to foul. No. But, but you're taking off well before the board. So has that been, has that been addressed? Yeah, yeah. So we... These last few months, we've really worked on that and every comp now I'm hitting the board nearly perfectly. Like maybe I've got millimetres before fouling. So Yeah, because obviously it can make a big difference. How wide is the board? And if you're jumping before uh, that, then... I think the board's about 20 centimetres. So yeah, yeah okay. that's significant. A farewell, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Does Matt go to Cali, Columbia with you? Or I, I've got a feeling that he... He's got a clash of events because he might be somewhere with, with Nicola McDermott. Yeah, so um, we haven't really quite worked that out. But, yeah, he'll be overseas with Nicola. Like, she's got world champs and Commonwealth Games, which that's <coughs> totally fine. Like, I expect that. Um, but, <laughs> yeah, I'm just going to do everything. How many athletes are there in the team that's going over to Columbia? There's our Australia team. There's 60 athletes. Yeah, okay. What it's an amazing a, experience. It, it is, Buttes. And when you think of Katie, like, you've won numerous national medals, but... This is your first big Australian team heading overseas for a world championship. So, I mean, it must be hard to put into words on this Saturday morning, uh, only just finding out yesterday. Yeah, it is. Like, I'm just a whirlwind of emotions. Just, it's, yeah. Your, uh, your brother Tyler, a fantastic 400-metre runner. He's represented Australia. Um, has he given you some advice on what to expect at that level? Um, yeah, he's just really just told me to go enjoy, take everything in and just enjoy the whole experience of it all. What does it mean for you now, Katie, when you you know you get this opportunity? Do you start looking ahead? Do you start thinking Commonwealth Games? Do you start thinking Olympic Games? Yeah, yeah. So I'm hoping my next one is really the Paris Olympics. Um, that would be good. And a few Commonwealth Games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's now what I want to hear. We're daring to dream. Yeah, uh, yeah. What does it mean for you then in terms of you know, incremental uh, improvements, where do you think you need to get to to qualify or what are the qualification marks at the moment? Um, I think they're around, I think the Commonwealth Games qualified this year was 680. So, um, yeah, that's going to be my big jump. A mighty leap. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. At the moment, though, like uh, according to all of Matt Horsnell's data, like Katie and also Bethany Cranendonk, like the two of you have probably got a jump in you Somewhere around the 640, 650 at some stage in the next 12 months. Yeah, yeah, that's really our goal and our aim to get there. Yeah, just on a side note, like we all love Nicola McDermott, mm. uh, Olympic silver medalist and uh, just one of the nicest people you would ever meet. Uh, she tied the knot and she's posted some just gorgeous, absolutely stunning photos of her wedding to Reese uh, last week. Yeah, yeah, she looked absolutely gorgeous. It was just such. It was so emotional and just such a beautiful ceremony they had. It was just stunning. Yeah, and it was streamed live, I believe. Yeah, they had a Facebook live stream for some people who <laughs> weren't able to get there. So, but yeah. Yeah. Who else would you like to thank? So apart from Matt Horsnell, uh, I guess all your training partners, and you also have a sprint coach. Yep, Mick Sisti. He's yeah done a lot with my speed to get my um, run up where it should be. So. Yeah, um, my family, they've backed me my whole way since I was a little mm. under six-year-old. My mum especially. Yeah, it's just so many people. Been She's there. beaming. Look at her. Oh, She's yeah. so proud. Look at her. Can't wipe the smile ah, off her face. It's oh, awesome. When do you get all the Australian gear? 
Um, so I'm not sure when they send it out yet, but um, it should be before I do my pre-departure camp. So yeah, excited off to Miami. <laughs> uh, I tell you the other thing about Katie Gunn. I would say quiet achiever and watch her go. Now, now you've yeah. made this. What a what a boost that is. I'm sure uh, you probably like to say something about the foundation that's backed you for quite a number of years, um, and they've embraced you like a family too. Yeah, the Danica Clark Foundation, they've been absolutely amazing for these past two years. They've just been such a family to me and just, like, the financial support's been amazing as well, but really having that family feel behind me as well, it's just so good. Yeah. Mm. Oh, how good to have you on the show. Uh, congratulations again. Off to Cali, uh, Columbia. For the World Under-20 Championships uh, via Miami, Florida, yeah, and God. also also via the beautiful Gold Coast for a pre-departure camp. Well done, Katie Gunn. Thank you. Uh, this is Saturdays on the Coast. Steve Allen and Michael Butner, 17 to 11. We'll take a break here and back in a few moments to talk more about the Anzac Sporting Weekend. Mm-hmm. Robson Civil. With over 60 years of leading civil constructions experience, visit robsoncivilprojects.com.au. BJ Howes Metal Land. The coast's tradies' choice for tools, steel, gas. Visit bjhowes.com.au. You're listening to Saturdays on the Coast. Yeah, we're live at Gosford Sailing Club. Actually, Katie Gunn is still here, who's off to the World Under-20 Track and Field Championships in Colombia. I'm just going to throw the mic back on and get Katie Gunn back over here just momentarily. Uh, I've got one more question, Katie. Who's your favourite athlete of all time? Oh, I think that is a very hard question. There's so mm. many great athletes out there in the world. Um, Could you give me a top three? Okay. So, I reckon Brooke Stratton, she's Australian long jump record holder. I look up to her. Um, I think... I don't know. Honestly. What about a bit of uh, what about a bit of thinking music, and we'll uh, we'll come back. What about yours, Steve? Who's your? I I've got to say it would probably be up there with one of the runners, uh, the ten thousand meter. Who's that guy? Oh. Who's your man? Not Gabriel Salisi, the other one. Uh, El Garouz. El Garouz. Hisham El Garouz. Oh, look, I'm probably a bit like Katie. I probably have to think long and hard. Uh, you know, and even though I love the middle distance and yep. and some of the jumping events. Like, look at what we've seen from someone like Usain Bolt. 100%. Uh, Michael Johnson for mine. Yeah. The 200, 400 metre runner. Unbelievable. A- Alison Felix is another one for me. Like, uh, you know, just such a beautiful runner. Uh, you know, and then we all saw, I mean, one of our greatest sporting moments is watching Kathy Freeman, Kathy Freeman yeah. in the year 2000. Of um, course. You know, Raylene Boyle, of course. Uh, Rob DiCostella, Steve Monaghetti. Uh, but the list goes on and on. Have you thought of any more? Um, yeah, there's just so many of them. I mean, you've had Usain Bolt. He was a world sensation. Um, yeah, there's just so many athletes just out there to think about. Yeah. Nicola McDermott. Nicola, yep. yeah. Nicola My training partner, Nicola, yes. she's starting on the world stage and she's, I got, she's got so much more to go. What's it like, Katie, training with um, Nicola and seeing what she does, the effort that hard work that she puts in yeah I look up to Nicola so much like I see the hard work that she puts into her training and just everything she does she really deserves that Olympic silver medal she deserves all the great that comes to her Mm. yeah I I think Michael I went down to Mingara track one day and this this is probably about three years ago and I think Nicola may have just come back from the Diamond League in Europe and I remember watching her and 
suddenly I thought, wow, Nicola is now a world-class athlete. Just her entire preparation. So even though we were there and we had the MBN TV cameras, it was like something shifted here. She's no longer just a great domestic athlete, but she's gone to another level. And I think at the time she may have pushed into the top eight in the world. But, yeah, hasn't it been so exciting to watch that unfold? Uh, Thanks, Katie. Thank you again. Um, we've got to take one more break here and then we'll come back and wrap up the show. show. Beautiful. Definitely want to talk about the West Tigers. I was sitting in the Stain Hotel on uh, Easter Monday with my beautiful wife, Sharon, and we watched that thrilling match against the Parramatta Reels and Jackson Jackson Hastings Hastings nailing it from 38 metres out. Yeah, from downtown. And uh, I think there were a lot of Parramatta fans in the pub, but everyone erupted. It was so exciting to finish a game like that. And... So much drama as well because West Tigers look like they deserve to win. Madge Maguire under enormous pressure and then what a way to ice the game. So we'll talk about that. That's a big match tonight. West Tigers against the South Sydney Rabbitohs. Knights against the Eels tomorrow. Panthers and the Raiders also play. But as you said, Buttes, the two big ones coming up on Anzac Day will be absolutely enormous, including the Dragons and Roosters at 4 p.m. on Monday. So we'll talk more about that in a few moments. Uh, Thanks again, Katie Gunn. Thank you. This is Saturdays on the Coast on SEN. Robson Civil. With over 60 years of leading civil constructions experience, visit robsoncivilprojects.com.au. BJ Howes Metal Land. The coast's tradies' choice for tools, steel, gas. Visit bjhowes.com.au. You're listening to Saturdays on the Coast. Yeah, good morning. Final break uh, on this Anzac long weekend. And Buttes, uh, what a game this will be tonight. West Tigers up against the South Sydney Rabbitohs. I know Adam's back at headquarters, a massive yeah. Rabbitohs fan. What a win for the West Tigers. And you love the theatre. Takes a little bit of pressure off Madge Maguire, uh, but also Jackson Hastings. And looks like he's gone through a metamorphosis since he's come back from the UK. He's obviously had a good couple of years over there and needed it. Uh, has transformed his game and, and I guess gained a lot of confidence. But Man of uh, steel. Man of steel. And you know what? To do what he did the other night was massive for the West Tigers and their supporters. Uh, and probably the playing group because they have been on a hiding to nothing. Uh, the Eels, they would be really concerned as to, you know, that's a game they let slip, and it's basically two points they've given away. But they, in my opinion, West Tigers were the better team Look, all day. No doubt about it. No doubt about it. And, yeah. and that's a disappointing part for the Eels is that, that I believe they've gone into that game just thinking we just rock up and we win. Yeah. Right? And, yeah. and that's you can't have that mentality in this uh, competition. It's so, too tight. So your thoughts on the West Tigers and the Rabbitohs, you know, I thought, apart from Damian Cook, I didn't think the Rabbitohs did a whole lot to impress me against the Bulldogs. They got the job done. Yeah. Uh, Damian Cook scoring a hat-trick. But who wins? Oh, look, for me, the Rabbitohs, I think they're way too good for the West Tigers. And um, although there's going to be, you know, a lot of emotion based on the fact that the West Tigers hopefully can ride, you know, some of that wave of emotion from last week's win. Uh, but I, I think ultimately the, the Rabbitohs will be too good. Uh, I look at the Knights-Eels game. Again, I... I I spoke about it about Cronulla about not losing back-to-back games. Uh, this will be the case, I think, for the Eels. They'll turn it all around and need to. Uh, Panthers, Raiders, how do you stop this Panther side at the moment? Steve, they are just phenomenal. Like, Isaiah Yo is in outstanding form. Nathan Cleary, brilliant. Mate, all, all across the board. And, and particularly at the foot of the mountains. I mean, their record there is... Uh, I watched it the other day and I thought, 
This reminds me of when the Bulldogs used to play at Belmore. Belmore the yeah. house is rocking, and they, you know, they rarely lose. I think they're on the back of 20 straight wins at Penrith Park there. So that is amazing. And then, obviously, we then go to the big one on Monday at 4 o'clock, which yeah. is, you know... For, well, the world stops well, to, to watch this one. Mate, it's, it's one of the great days in rugby league. It's one of the great days in sport. Uh, and the AFL do it so well... Um, Collingwood versus Essendon. Essendon. Like, that's a big, big game. And, you know, they're going to have 80-odd thousand people there at the MCG. Yeah, and sometimes there's talk that, you know, some of the teams don't do it justice. Like, uh, you know, I've, I've heard some banter that, you know, Essendon aren't going so well, but they will lift and they'll do their Guernsey proud on Monday afternoon. Mate, one thing I do know that if you get the opportunity as a player to play in any one of these games... It is an absolute privilege and an honour. And you do not go out there and underestimate nor, you know, disrespect what is happening out there. Yeah, and uh, finally, buttes to all of our servicemen and women. Mm. Uh, we just salute you. Absolutely salute you. And uh, I think standing ovation. Go. I'll any, get up again. Anyone who served men or women in any of our conflicts and even in a non-conflict period, thank mm-hmm. you. A heartfelt thank you. Uh, also, thanks for listening this morning to Saturdays on the Coast. Next week, we're live from Terrigal Surf Club. They've got the big ocean swim. Looking forward to covering that and seeing some of our great swimmers on the Central Coast in action. Thanks to Adam back at headquarters. Thanks to Lockie and Rhiannon here at Gosford Sailing Club. We'll catch you next week. Saturdays on the Coast on SEN.